Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everyone another thursday night edition of the rowdy maglot show with kyle magnum what's happening kyle hey rowdy good to be back uh we had a really good show tuesday night hoping for another good one tonight uh Got a lot planned, but, uh, you know, Pocono's on the horizon, getting ready for that. And then uh, got another race coming up as well, so looking forward to that as well. Well, Kyle, uh, tonight we got D.L. Wilson calling. He's going to be at Mid-Ohio this weekend with the Arkham Menard Series along with the Truck uh, Series there. And also uh, with Tim Richmond racing, we got Con Nicolopoulos and his spotter, uh, Spencer Gogler. Kyle got a ladder rolling in here and Mid Ohio same weekend. Uh, Mid Ohio truck race, I'd say, pretty exciting race. Yeah, Rowdy, Mid Ohio tends to to do some some good races, and I think we'll see the same with the truck series. I think, uh, you know, I don't really know who the favorite is right now per se, but um, I know we got some. Some heavy hitters coming in. Uh, I know Dylan Lupton scheduled for Spire Motorsports. I know Connor Mosack we had on Tuesday night. He's going to be making his truck debut for Brett Holmes. So uh, I know those are those are two two drivers you want to keep an eye on. I think John Hunter Nemechek's going to be another one. You know he's running double duty with the ARCA race. So uh, there's a lot going on, Rowdy, and uh, really looking forward to uh, really looking forward to both races. I think uh, you know I always like road course racing and. Um, I'm not really sure who, like I said, who the straight-up favorite is right now, but um, it's going to be really interesting to see who does come out on top on Saturday afternoon. Well, uh, NASCAR Cup Series rolls into uh, Sunday morning twice with a new car. Uh, Thank the notes from last the last race is going to help during this hot, even hotter, slicker track. Rowdy, I don't know. Um, I think we're going to see probably a similar race, I would think, um, just because it's so freshly paved there. Um, I think we're probably going to see probably the same. Uh, I don't really expect many changes, but uh, I think we're going to see a lot of the same with the Xfinity and Cup Series, and uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, you know, we saw basically like a Daytona Talladega kind of drafting. Um, I'm probably going to see the same thing, you know, depending on, you know, like you said, if the track's slick, you know, that might I might mix it up a little bit, maybe like a Daytona, July 4th race. I'm not sure yet, but um, I'm, I'm probably expecting the same. Uh, you know, I try not to expect too much, but uh, I, I think we're going to probably see some, some of the same that we saw back in March. Uh, Kyle, you know, looking back from uh, last week, we got, we, we didn't get to play none of the, uh, media down in the deadline room and we got a little playback on uh randy here so uh let's 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 listen to randy burdett talk about all right we're gonna roll into our post-race coverage here for today's 
Quick Trip 250 presented by Jockey here at Road America. We've now been joined by Randall Burnett, who is the race winning crew chief. And Randall, obviously, a um, you guys have been looking for this win or hoping for this win, I should say, for quite some time. What does it mean um, to be able to know that you guys have, have won this race but have also um, put yourself in position in the playoffs as well? Well, I think, you know, it's uh, it's a pretty big deal for us, RCR, you know, everybody at ECR. Uh, to finally get that win for Tyler, um, he uh, he's worked really hard, uh, especially at these road course tracks, to um, do everything he can to, to make himself the best he can be on these places. And it showed today. He uh, went toe to toe with you know Chase, was arguably the best uh, one of the best road course racers we got. So um, and came out on top. So I think that shows you know um, how much work and effort he's put into it. And uh, just really happy we gave him a car that he could go up and, and run with him. All right, we're going to go to questions for Randall. If you have one, raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. Who would like to kick us off? Okay, Lee. I was just curious about that last pit stop because before that you said you told the crew that if they saw any, you know, any indication that nine was going in, you guys were going to, you know, follow him. Um, the because we're down here and you guys were up there, the way the camera looked, it looked like, you know, Chase almost cut you guys off. I'm just kind of wondering what that moment was like because, I mean, we really didn't have a good view from it from in here. I know you did where your pit box was. Yeah, so, um, you know, we both had – we both didn't have the greatest stops at the end of the race. Um, our guys, you know, we caught – closed the gap on them a little bit coming off pit road. Um, you know, I told Derek a few laps before that we, uh, you know – we're within our window, and if we saw the nine come to pit road, we need to at least come with them. We were talking about trying to maybe short pit them a lap, um, but didn't want to put ourselves right up against the window too, in case you know a caution would come out. So um, we had a big enough cushion, and we were and we were close enough to Chase to to see what he was going to do. So it just kind of worked out. Um, a bunch of them had peeled off the lap before, and I think um, you know that kind of forced both ours and the nine's hand to be like, okay, let's. Now we're in the window. We've, you know, we've got lap on fuel on, you know, most everybody else that's already pitted. Um, it's time to get in here and and do it. So, uh, like we said, we followed them down and and we got to jump out of the pit box and and kind of got out. And it looked like Chase was kind of a little slow getting out of his box and tried to get out in front. It was just, you know, just a good race off pit road. Um, we definitely closed that allowed us to close the gap up to him and and put a little bit more pressure on him for sure towards the end of the race. Okay, and now we've also been joined by race-winning um, owner here, Richard Childress. And, Richard, you've been a longtime supporter of Tyler, obviously bringing him on board at RCR several years ago, but fighting for that first victory in the NASCAR Cup Series. What does it mean to know that um, that has been accomplished today? It, it's uh, great to uh, see Tyler Redding winner circle. It, it wasn't a matter if he was going to do it. It's when they were going to win. That's what we kept telling them. Had a couple of meetings, all of us, and been talking about what it's going to take to get us in winner's circle. And that's not beat yourself and be solid, and that's what these guys did today. They did that. And when you beat Chase Elliott, you beat, beat one of the best. And uh, the Hendricks guys, you know, hats off to them. They got their four cars in. We've got one of ours. We've got one more to try to get in. And uh, so uh, we're going to be a contender for the championship, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right, Lee. That's the answer I wanted. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, uh, we've all watched Tyler mature over the last, you know, three or four years. But I, I'm just curious, Richard, I can remember you, you know, all throughout, you know, your career. When you find a guy 
and you really light on to them, you can you can find talented drivers. I'm just wondering, what was it specifically about Tyler that you said, you know, I want to bring this guy in. I, I know I can build an organization around him. You know, I've watched Tyler since he was running the trucks, and, uh, you know, he, he struggled a little bit there, but he was always driving the trucks to their limit. Then uh, when he got in the Xfinity at JR Motorsports, he was the same. He drove. He's got so much talent, he just pushes that limit every week. And I knew if between Randall and myself and talking with him, and, and just I told him this morning, I said, you're going to win this race. We just can't beat ourselves. Be solid. I think I told you all that on the radio when the race started. So I was just proud of what these guys have done and accomplished, and it's been a huge team effort. And have our engines today out there running like they were, the HCD engines that Hendricks and I are working together to develop. It really made me feel good. All right, additional questions? Okay, Daniel. Daniel McFadden, Front Stretch. Uh, Randall, two questions for you. First, would you have guessed that your you, both you, your first cup win – and Tyler's first cup win would come on a road course. Um, well, not not originally. I wouldn't think that. But uh, like I said, Tyler's uh, worked really hard over the past couple of years at these road courses. When he got to us in 2019 on the Xfinity side, he's like, man, I hate road course racing. I'm not very good at it. And um, He's pretty good at everything he does. So for him to say that, it was uh, it was a little bit of a challenge. We came here and we ran really good in the Xfinity car. And um, so I was excited when they, you know they put this race on the schedule. Um, it's a great place. It's a cool place to come for the fourth, you know, Fourth uh, of July. And um, I, I give Tyler a lot of the credit for success on the road course stuff. You know, we've obviously got to put a good car underneath him, um, but he's he's went above and beyond on effort to to get better at road course racing. So I think that's a, a nice little cherry on top for him to to know that he's worked that hard to to get as good as he has on these places. So I, I think it's pretty special for him to actually win on a road course for the first time. And uh, earlier this year at, at Kansas, you told me about how when you were coming up through racing, uh, your brother labeled you with the nickname P2. <laughs> After yeah. all the times you play second, so now, now you're finally yeah. P1. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. I can finally go to my brother and tell him he can't call me P2 anymore. So <laughs> that comes from comes from me racing late models and finishing runner up all the time in the late model stock deal. So um, you know, we uh, it's kind of funny they labeled me that throughout the years and of course we finished second with Tyler I think five or six times now so they gave me a lot of trouble for that so it's finally fine finally really good to break that all right Steve up here come, come so close to that first win so many times I mean your misses from your perspective from your history when a guy finally gets over the hump and gets that first win how much of a weight can be lifted off his shoulders just in terms of future progress from that point forward. Yeah, I think, I think uh, he said it well uh, when he was talking about Tyler putting the effort in. He does work really hard at it. Both drivers work really hard. I was going to bring them over and talk to them like we did here and, uh, you know, just sit down and talk some. I knew this would be a good shot he had of winning this race. And, uh, he was over to road course at Charlotte on the go-kart track practicing. <laughs> and so we talked a little bit up here this morning. Everything's uh, – we knew what we could do here to get it right. And as far as being nervous at the end of the race, four or five laps ago, I said, we just don't need a caution. Then with two to go, I guess it was, the three blew a left front rotor going down to – coming into five. And 
I said, oh, here we go again. Here's that caution. But he was able to get off and go straight. So saved the day for us. All right. Next question up front, please. Nick from Speed Sport News, Randy. This is uh, for you. Just um, obviously, both three road courses this year, three first-time winners. It's commonplace out here. I think three or four Xfinity winners out here have been first-time winners. Why do road courses seem to produce more first-time winners? Um, that's that's a great question. I don't know that there's a, a specific reason for it. I think you know a lot of us you know, circumstantial, like how the cautions fall, how your pit strategy falls. Uh, today's race, you know, we obviously didn't have really any cautions except the stage cautions. So uh, it was pretty straightforward. We, I know we, uh, we came in with the game plan that we had felt like we were far enough out in points that if anybody else had won, we were going to be in a whole lot of trouble. So we came in and we, uh, you know, we, did, we elected not to take any stage points. We called the race aggressive to, to try to give ourselves track position. We, we said that. We said that in the truck. We all talked about it. We're like, we came here to win. That's what we're going to try to do today. So we um, called the race that way. And, you know, I think it, you know, Sonoma's the same way. The 99 did, you know, a similar thing there. And um, obviously the, the race at Coda was pretty crazy at the end with, with Ross. And so I, I don't know. I don't know why uh, road courses, you know, produce a lot of first-time winners. I, I don't know. I, I enjoy a road course race. I, I like it. I think it's uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's especially with these uh, see, uh, these next gen cars. It's you know it's a lot of fun for these guys with big brakes and everything that that we got on these things. All right, Dustin, go ahead. Dustin Albino, JC.com. Randall, Richard kind of hit on it, but the hub failure by the by the three. What was going through your mind when you saw a team car have that issue? Well, we uh, a lot of teams that saw some some issues with some cracking in the rotors, this that and the other. Um, NASCAR allowed us to change rotors if, if we thought necessary. Um, you know, so everybody took a look at their rotors. I know the free had a little bit of problem with theirs. Um, this this place is a little tricky, um, and we're still learning a lot about the braking system on these on these new cars. So um, it's a little bit tricky in the fact that their straight arrays are so long, and then at the end of them, there's such a high braking zone or high you know high pressure on the brakes to get woed down for the next corner, especially at like into one, into five, uh, and into Canada corner back there, that it, that it kind of shocks the rotors. And, and sometimes you'll see when they have a big heat change at a rapid, you know, at a rapid pace, they'll sometimes crack a little bit. And we saw a little bit of that in practice. And um, I was a little bit surprised we didn't see a little bit more of that in the race, actually. So uh, fortunately for ours, uh, we, we looked pretty good in practice, and I wasn't overly worried about it. But, but there was definitely some teams that had some issues. All right, Dustin. Do you have a question? Yeah. yeah. Right behind you. Oh, thank you. A couple things. Hey, uh, Randall, first off, uh, I'm sorry, Dustin Long, NBC Sports. When you talk about aggressive uh, in terms of pit calling, I know like your last two stops you guys followed Chase in. So that in one sense it was easy. I know the first stage you, you went in a lap early. So when you're talking about aggressive, what do you mean by in terms of uh, aggressive calling? Because it seemed like you were kind of battling at that point. It was like the play. Well, so the first – so, you know, we got to be – in the first stage, we had fell far enough back that the time that we need to get um, on pit road and get to the commitment line is about five and a half, six seconds here. So from the time, you know, behind the leader at that point. So we had fallen just below, behind that, the first stage. So that's what made us pit, you know, three laps instead of two laps from the end. Um, we were close enough to the second stage. We were within, I think, four seconds at the end of that one. So we were able to pit with them. So. Um, 
you know, just, just shorten the stages. You know, some guys stay out for points, things like that. That's what I meant by calling it a little bit aggressive. But um, here I think it was pretty straightforward. You're going to have to do that um, right off the bat. The pace fall off wasn't um, near as bad as it was last year, I don't think. Um, so it, it kind of leaned towards doing that short pit in the stages to, to try to keep your track position when the caution came out. And, and for both of you, um, you know, I know the saying is, You know, those, those runner-up finishes were great finishes, but it's not those wins. And there have been some tough times, admittedly, you know, over the last few years. What got you through? What got you, you know, what, what got you guys to this moment today? For you, Richard, what got you? And, and for Randall, what got you and this team together to, to get to this moment? <laughs> I think a lot of hard work by a lot of people, honestly. Um, you know, we've, we've worked hard up at RCR. Worked hard with this next gen car, getting it off the getting it off the ground in our shop, and um, you know we've we've put a lot of effort into this deal and um, worked really hard up there. We got some great people up in the shop. We got you know ECR engines. They they're huge uh, help for us. And um, I don't know. I think just everybody carrying their weight and, and pulling together and pulling the rope in the same direction. I think it's it's come a long way since I've been there. You know I started there in 2017 on the Xfinity side and. You know, I think the the eight team and the three team work work together about as good as any any teammates I've ever seen. Um, a lot of support there between the two teams, so that's you know that's something special to to have, and and I think it helps us grow our company. Yeah, I think uh, he hit on about everything. I think it's just uh, you know never never give up, never quit, keep digging, uh, and I think that's what we all did. We all keep about it, talking about winning and be able to win uh, here is. Uh, it's just a feather in the hat to everybody at RCR and ECR. And, and what does it mean to you, Richard, to get the win, get in the playoffs, get that uh, you know potential for extra bonus money for for down the road with the way that the charter system is, and just all the things that a win means for an organization, and and being able to get that for the first time in a couple of years. You know, I think uh, this win puts uh, the eight in the chase. And that's what we we put a lot of effort into this race. So we knew this could be, the, this would be the race that we knew he could win. I told him this morning he's going to win. Right. Yep. And uh, yep. we were able to pull it off and and get in the chase. We're not just wanting to get in the chase. We talk about being a contender for the championship, and I think we can. I truly think that we will be a contender for the championship when we get into it. Now we got to get the three in, so we got to put a lot of effort there. All right, Dave, did you have a question? You're all good? Okay, we'll come back. Oh, okay. We'll go Daniel, Nate, and then we'll come over here. I, I want for each. Uh, Richard, I think go going back to, like, R Ryan Newman's final win with you, like the last four RCR wins have been, like, really last-minute pit strategy calls or, you know, the Daytona 500, which was the last lap incident. This race, you guys went out, you took it convincingly. It was yours. Does it feel different than those last batch of wins that you yeah, you know, I think I think anytime you go out and beat the best, it feels good. And and like I said earlier, to beat Chase, uh, he's won how many out of the last uh, how many? He's won a lot of the road courses, and uh, to be able to go out and beat him, I think that gives us a lot of more strength going into the uh, Chase. And I think it's uh, you know when you drive and you go out there and you beat them and you win the race, that's what you got to do. And Randall, what was it? I think it was it you who told Tyler over the radio. I think maybe seven laps, something like that. Like 
out the wind out the windshield. Don't look in the air. Was that you? No, uh, it was Derek. Oh, um, but Derek. I was I was talking to Derek on two, trying to keep him calm, you know. And uh, Derek Nealon does a, a great job on that. As he's you know he's our spotter, he does a really good job. Him and Tyler work really good together, and um, Tyler does or uh, Derek does a good job with Tyler, like helping him manage you know traffic, helping him manage everything, you know, especially when he was leading like that. So. Um, you know, just just let them know, hey man, you got plenty of pace here. Like the nines, you know, he's using his stuff up behind you, trying to trying to get to you, and he's using it up, and um, you know, just trying to keep us cool with him. And Derek does a great job with that. But over the years, like, what have you found? What kind of coaching does Tyler respond to the best in these kind uh, of high high tension scenarios? I, I think I think the way Derek handles it is, is, is pretty good. Just kind of give him a, enough information. You know, don't don't overly coach him. Don't coach him every corner. Don't. You know, but give him enough information so he knows what's going on around him, right? So he so he understands, hey, I'm I'm pushing, you know, 95%. The the nine looks like he's pushing 100% behind us, so like I can pace myself, you know. And, and Derek does a good job of, of helping him manage that. So um, Tyler doesn't need a whole lot of cheer, cheerleading a lot of times. Sometimes he gets down on himself a little bit and, and beats himself up if he makes a mistake. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, with him is, is you got to just keep him pumped up and and let him know, man, we just can't we can't dwell on it. we got to get on with it and, and, and go about our day all right Nate go ahead uh, so it's here for Richard uh, I think the I believe it's the second win for RCR at this track I believe uh, Menard went out here in the Xfinity a couple years ago so what does a, a win at Road America mean uh, for you and, and the organization you know, this is a great track uh, I love coming up here uh, Brandon gone won his first race here also and uh, so did Paul, not his first. He's won the right. It may have been the last race here. I can't remember. One of them did. And uh, it's just a special place. It's just a, it's a challenging racetrack. And you, the drivers, a lot of us in the driver's hands, how they can do it and attack it and uh, not overdo it. And uh, He had some good coaching today from, from Derek. And uh, I'm just happy to be up here again at my old age still winning. So that's all I can say. All right, we have a question over here. Steve Ottman in Plymouth Review. Um, you guys were mentioning, uh, you know, at the end there where Austin was, you know, having trouble. Does, uh, does Tyler kind of owe Austin one for <laughs> pulling off? No, no. He, <laughs> he, he doesn't. It, you know, he just did what he had to do. He yeah. got off. But uh, we just didn't want to see a caution. And we talked to him earlier, him and the 14 and 2, and about five of them back there racing and beating and banging. He got knocked off, so 19 knocked him off in the corner over here. I said, oh, here we go. Here's a caution. So he gathered it back up. And so they had a good race, and we won. That's what counts. <laughs> All right. Well, Richard, before we let you go, one final question. I know um, the sponsor on Tyler's cars today is, is a newer one to RCR, but what does it mean for the, for when sponsors can, can get their first win as well? You know, to uh, Justin Turner right here, he's the owner of 3G, and for us to get NASCAR to let us bring in, it's a Delta 8, correct? It's uh, I just asked for some while ago. I had a back operation. My back's bothering me, so that's, I'm going to use it tonight. And to be able to bring a company in, a new whole new category to racing, and to be able to have uh, 3G on the car on our first win with Tyler, that'll go down in history. And we made history by bringing 
and and Justin reaching out and taking a gamble on us and and uh, I think at Indy you've seen us at Indies where we talked that's where the company's out of and to be able to bring a win for them and to let people know how important to have them in our sport is is it's a big win for all of us. Well, for Randall and Richard, congratulations again on this victory. I know you guys will enjoy this one. And uh, we thank you for spending some time with us as well. Thank you. You can ask thank you guys. just about any kind of questions you want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. Hey, man, uh, uh, what about that sponsor? I mean, really, I mean, people look at me and, and question me. I'm like, look, this sport was born, uh, born in uh, illegal moonshining. So, you know, CBD, what? I, I like it. Hey, it's a new sponsor. Yeah, I think it's good to have new sponsors coming to NASCAR and actually, you know, make an investment, uh, be on a car. And uh, I'm just glad that, uh, you know, that Tyler Reddick can find that sponsor and it'll stick with them. You know, that eight car has been really close lately. And, uh, you know, um, it just seems like, you know, they finally got to victory lane and, you know, even last year, the, the race of Pocono, the first race was the Pocono Organic CBD 325. So, um, you know, it's, I guess it's, you know, we're turning over a leaf or something. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, big sponsor, you know, now for Richard Childress Racing. And, and Tyler Reddick right now, the 13th different driver to win this year. And, uh, you know, it's just been a been an interesting season. You know, we have 13 different winners so far. And, you know, we're, 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 you know, we got a few more months till the playoffs start, and then, uh, you know, we go into full swing with Darlington, the Southern 500. So uh, that's kind of what's going on. You know, we still got two more months to see uh, who else can get to victory lane in the regular season. Man, back to Darlington, Labor Day weekend. God, wow. Uh, that's another – I'm sure that's another throwback weekend. Just to be, just to go to Darlington and walk from the infield through the tunnel is an experience all your own. You know, uh, it's all the all the memories and photos since 1959. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, it's important, you know, to have all that, and uh, yeah. Um, big sponsor for Tyler Reddick, and now that uh, now they're in victory lane. So, hey, whatever brings the sport in, I'm for it. And uh, you know, I know we got a lot going on this weekend, and uh, you know, we got Mid Ohio, Atlanta, and then uh, you know, we go from one road course to another, uh, at least in the ARCA and the Truck Series. So, that's kind of what's going on, and um, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Well, waiting on Con Nicolopoulos and uh, Spencer to call in, uh, Kyle. They'll be racing in Mid-Ohio this weekend for Tim Richmond racing. Trying to gather some points and uh, keep it going, Kyle. You got to do sometimes and, uh, you know, to keep that that car going and uh, the 27, you know, trying to, you know, fill out the year and, you know, I know, I know Tim wants to be running more and, you know, I think we'll see him more, but, uh, you know, they have to do what they have to do right now. So, uh, you know, having Con in the car, uh, doing what he has to do, and, you know, going to mid-Ohio and getting the job done.
Well, Kyle, looking here pretty close. It's uh, the Arc Bernard series is going to be hitting the dirt here pretty soon in August. So, uh, one of the most unique things about the Arc Bernard series is they have two dirt races at DeCoin and Springfield. I mean, personally, you know, I like having dirt. Um, I think it's part of racing, um, whether, you know, it is at Bristol or Knoxville or Eldora or wherever. Um, you know, it's very important, and uh, I think, you know, dirt is part of, of, of the sport. So, um, you know, they'll be back at Bristol next year, and, uh, you know, that'll be back on the schedule. I expect the Outlaws to be back, too. But uh, the World Outlaws late models and sprint cars, so. Um, you know, and there, there's some really fast racetracks out there, like dirt tracks. I mean, look at, you know, we had Jeff Ulrich on Tuesday night. I mean, Seals Grove's pretty quick. Um, you get, you know, that's a half mile, but, you know, it's really fast. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting. You know, all the dirt tracks I go to, Port Royal and Grand, Grandview, and, you know, it's, it's cool to see all these places. You know, you've been to Springfield and DeCoin and, you know, to see actual stock cars race, you know, guys like Ryan Unsaker run well, Haley Deegan, um, just to name a few, you know, you see, we've seen run go on the dirt, uh, AJ Fike, Kelly Kofsky, I believe he's coming back this year. I think, I think maybe hopefully we'll see the Algarve Motorsports car back to 16. I, I think he, he has a good chance of winning too. So, um, you know, we've seen that in the past, you know, we've seen some really crazy races. We've seen Tony Stewart come down run the ARCA race at DeCoin a couple times. So, uh, you know, it's, it's it, you know you never know really what you're going to expect when you get a dirt race. Well, Kyle, uh, we're going to bring on our first driver for tonight, Kyle Nicolopoulos, and he's going to be racing for Tim Richmond, uh, racing this weekend at uh, Mid-Ohio, and I'd like to welcome him back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Kyle Nicolopoulos. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks, uh, Rowdy, for having me. Thanks for having me back on. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Con. Uh, got to talk to you a little bit this morning. Con, you got, got a pretty good deal going on this weekend at uh, getting back into back into the car. Let's talk about uh, what you got in store for, for uh, Richmond Racing. Yeah, back a couple months ago, um, you know, I ended up uh, – talking to Dave a little bit, you know, he called me, he says, Hey, can you help me out run the run some laps at a couple of races? And I said, sure, no problem. And uh, we're talking about Kansas. Uh, that didn't pan out, uh, for either myself or, or for Dave. Uh, I think he ended up renting out the number, which was fine because it was, that was kind of a rush deal. And I didn't know if I could really make it anyway, uh, with my schedule, but, uh, we started talking about, you know, what we could do later in the year. Um, I said, hey, you know, Pocono, I haven't been there in a couple of years, and I really love that track. And uh, he says, okay. And um goes, you want to run some laps? I said, no, I, I, I want to do the race, right? So um, we planned that. We also talked a little bit about Michigan. Uh, potentially that's that's uh, out there for us too. And then um, – what ended up happening is I was talking to my spotter Spencer and I said, you know, it'd be nice to be able to get some sponsorships. So God bless him, man. Yeah. By the way, he wasn't able to uh, join tonight. He's, it was his carding night. So he put out a tweet 
and we had some takers on it, and uh, you know the deal really came through for us, and that was that was great. It was one tweet, and people signed up, and uh, we signed the contracts, and it's all good. It's really good. So we got uh, Mountain View Property Management from upstate New York. They're on the car uh, for Pocono, and. Uh, uh, Track Dog Motorsports is on there. They uh, they do apparel, uh, uh, motorsports apparel, and in fact, they they got a shirt out there for us for uh, Conicopolis Racing, which is really cool. You can see it on their uh, website. And uh, we got Quantum Esports, which is a gaming site. They're on board on the car as well. So really thanking those guys a lot uh, for coming to help out. Hey, Kanye, F. Kyle here. My my first question for you is um, talk yeah. a little bit about the Pocono race. I know you've run there before. Um, you know, I know you're looking forward to running that race. I mean, you know, what are you going to expect when we do to go to the Tricky Triangle here in a few weeks? Uh, I'm going to expect it to be challenging, as it always is, which, you know, each one of the corners is a little bit different, a lot different, I should say, uh, especially turn three where, you know, the radius changes. And... Um, you know, setting up the car, uh, Daryl's a good crew chief. He knows how to set up the car for Tim Richmond Racing. And the, the car setup's going to be key, is, is trying to balance it to be able to be good in all three corners. And uh, that's all, that's always a challenge everybody faces with, with Pocono. But, um, you know, it's it's a great track. Just the, the cool thing aside from the track itself when you pull up to the track and you look at the facade uh it's awesome it's an awesome place to be but um car setup's going to be a challenge definitely i don't know if we've had you on this year or not but um i, I don't know did you get to run daytona at all this year um i know that was a while ago and um if you did how did it go yeah i ran daytona we were we were slow at you know, I don't know if we had a cylinder down. We, you know, we run the legacy motor, but we were slower than we normally are. And um, I, I don't know if we had a, a cylinder down or a weak plug, but it just didn't. It just didn't run right. Uh, but we finished. I think I'm trying to remember where we finished. Low twenties, maybe. But uh, you know, stayed out of trouble, and that's the key to that track is is you just stay out of trouble and. Um, Hopefully some attrition can can help us out. But yeah, that's the, uh, that's the only race that's the only race I ran this year. My last question for you is: um, you mentioned you'll just be running a few laps on on Friday. Um, I mean, what what yeah. are you kind of expecting out of the race tomorrow? I mean, as as a whole, I mean, what what are you going to expect? You know, especially when you know we have the Arkham and Art Series returning to the road course for a first for the first time this year. Um, not. How am I going to answer that? Let me think. Um, you know, our purpose for for that track is just to just to run a couple laps. We were originally going to take the Pocono car there to shake it down um, because the track the car hasn't run in a in a while and it's it's had some work done to it, and we're going to shake it down. But uh, you know, I met up with uh, with Daryl last week. I stopped at the shop. They're out of Ottawa, Illinois. And, um, you know, I got fitted for the seat. We were talking. He says, you know, I don't think we're going to take this car. He says, I, I want to spend a little bit more time working on it. We're going to put you in one of the other cars and and 
we'll just run a few laps. Uh, we're not we're not there to to prove anything, but um, want to help the Richmonds with some points. You know, that's that's the intent on Mid Ohio for us. I'm just being honest, right? It's 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 no surprise. Right. That's, that's our key. But um, but yeah, I had an opportunity to go to the shop. Uh, met Daryl for the first time. I talked to him on the phone a little bit, and um, I was actually on my way to Road America for the Cup race, and I uh, was spotting this weekend for BJ McLeod's uh, Live Fast team. Uh, Kyle Tilly was in the car. And uh, I figured, well, on my way out there, I might as well stop and get fitted for the seat because, you know, my body size is a little bit different than Tim. So <laughs> he's he's taller and lankier than I am. I'm shorter and stubbier. And, you know, got to make sure I could fit in that seat and get ready uh, for Pocono. Con, I just had a quick follow-up uh, about the race tomorrow. I, I know, you, like I said, you said, you know, your plan, but, I mean, you know, did you did you see? I mean, did you did you happen to see last year's race by any chance? And I mean, what what did you see in it? Like from the top guys, I mean, what, I mean, what kind of race do you, are we going to expect out of these drivers tomorrow? Um, you know, the ones that that will be you know I, going for the trophy. Yeah, I I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see guys want to get out in front right away. Right, the safest place to be is is out in front. Uh, I, I expected to be a little mild in the beginning. Uh, you know, road racing, I've done some road racing in the past, and it can be really aggressive. It, it is really aggressive on the drivetrain. Uh, transmissions on the engines, on the axles, with, with downshifting and, you know, getting in the wheel hop situations. So I expect guys to take it a little bit, you know, try to get up out front early, but I would expect that they would take it easy on the equipment because you got to finish the race. And then with probably five to go, I, I think it might get a little bit crazy. That's my expectation. That's from my experience in the past, right? And and you got some, the younger guys, there's some good road racers nowadays, right? Guys that really know how to handle a car on a road course. Remember, Rowdy, uh, years ago, they used to bring in road course ringers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We still talk about yeah. it. I do, too. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you, you know, watching the cup race this weekend, you know, and uh, spotting for Tilly, these guys nowadays are amazing road racers. You, know, you don't see the ringers like we used to see them, and uh, they're incredible road racers. You got, you know, Chase Elliott, you got uh, Larson, Logano's good, Harvick's good. I mean, they're all great race. They're all great road racers. Well, Con, with that being said, what do you think about, you know, they're talking about it's almost a done deal for Chicago road race. What do you think about that? Um, can I say what I really feel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed, to be honest with you. Uh, road America is such an outstanding facility. Um, it's hilly. It's, um, it's very extremely fan friendly right there's parking 100 percent great really it's it's uh what is it 4.2 miles for just over four mile track right um it it's the track layout's great it's got you know you're going uphill you're going downhill you got the carousel you got the kink it's got every flavor of corner you can imagine 
and just the facility is 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 outstanding and you know when i heard about it this weekend i was shaking my head i thought you know i i raced one time for wayne at road america and, and i had a blast that is a fun track to drive and it's it's just disappointing that they're going to go to a street course you know but it is what it is so uh con you know this you're this driving experience started with Brad Smith, Wayne yeah. Peterson, Tim Richmond, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sonny. Man, what yeah. what a what a what a role we have all been on. Yes, yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's um I was supposed to run Talladega, but unfortunately I had to travel for my real job. And uh, you know, I was disappointed because I love I love running the play tracks. And, um, you know, now that we've got some sponsorship uh, going, um, I hope we can keep that momentum going and uh, get some further funding and, uh, you know, get, get the equipment up to, up to par and, and have an opportunity to run some good races. Well, you know, that's the most important part is the sponsorship. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that, your sponsors? Yeah, we got uh, Mountain View Property Management. They're from upstate New York. Uh, they're a property management company. They uh, reached out to us, and they the the owners attend the race, the Pocono race, and they wanted to, you know, they know we're a small team, and they said, hey, we'd like to be able to help out a small team and help you get us some tires, and we'd, we'd like to work out a deal with you guys. And uh and then Track Dog came on as as well. Uh, Josh from Track Dog reached out to us, and you know we got him on the car, and and he um, Spencer did a really good job uh, putting together a logo for for me for Condicolopolis Racing, and and um, sent it over to Josh, and and he developed the logo and created some T-shirts. And like I said, they're they're available online on his website, Track Dogs. And uh, then uh, Quantum Esports, uh, David from Quantum Esports, he wanted to come on board. They're uh, they're a gaming community, which is really cool. And um, he's not coming to Josh from Track Dogs coming to the race. Uh, David's not, but uh, one of his partners is. So. We're looking forward to hosting some people and um, check them all out. It's pretty cool. Did I lose you guys? Hey, Con, you got Kyle here again. Um, I just had a quick okay. follow-up. Uh, you know, yeah. we, we're going to Pocono here in a few weeks. I mean, how, how important is Spencer going to be on the spotter stand, especially, you know, with Pocono being as big as it is? Yeah, he's a little bit nervous about it. He he has spotted. Actually, here's a story for you. I met Spencer at Pocono. That's where I met him. He came into the pits one time when I was running for Wayne, and he was just a young kid. And and he says, "Hey, you guys need some help?" And he said, "Sure." And uh, he helped us out a little bit. And um, I think it was the following year. Uh, we were going to run the full race, and I was—I didn't have a spotter because uh, Lisa would spot for me from time to time, and she couldn't make the race. And so I called Anthony Bazell, who uh, spotted for me at one time, 
and uh, he couldn't make it. And he says, you know, maybe uh, Spencer can do it. And so I called Spencer up and I said, hey, you want a spot for me? And uh, and that's how we got started. He was really nervous. I said, you're going to be fine. Here's what I expect you to do. And um, he has spotted for me on and off ever since. Um, he's He's got experience spotting at Daytona, which could be hectic. Um, but he'll, he'll have his binoculars and keep an eye on us. So I'm, I'm, I have all the confidence in him. So it'll be good. Well, I hate Spencer didn't get to make it, uh, tonight, but, uh, always good to see him. He's, he's like me. You never know where he's going to pop up. (laughs) Exactly. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. So yeah. And he'll be, he'll be bringing his, uh, Mother and father and the sister and a couple friends, so we'll have a we'll have a good crew of people in our pit area for sure. So, uh, Con, what about the guys back at the shop that's gonna help you go around? You gonna give them a shout yeah, out? We got, yeah, yeah, we got Daryl and um, we got uh, Nate's gonna help us out um, uh, from Wayne's team. He's gonna lend us a little hand, which is gonna be good. Um, and, uh, yeah, but Daryl's, Daryl's working on a car. Well, right now he's in, I think he's in mid Ohio at this five minutes, but, um, we get back from mid Ohio. We've got a, what, a week and a half to, to get the car ready. And, uh, he's, he's doing a great job with it. And I got a lot of confidence in him as a crew chief. So, uh, Con, we were kind of moving off of the ARCA subject. Let's talk just a few minutes about the, the new car. You were spotting for B.J. McLeod this past weekend? Yep. Yeah, I was. And it was my first opportunity to see the new car, you know, um, up in person. And, wow, what a piece of equipment that thing is. You know, I had my reservations you know about the new car but when when i saw it it's like this is really cool and and there's some really cool elements about it one the chassis is like a work of art right it's 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 above and beyond where we've ever been with with a cup chassis um in the front end you're talking about aluminum control arms and coilover shocks in the rear you know it's an independent suspension with upper and lower control arms coilover shocks it's got a transaxle I mean, very, very nicely executed. It's like a work of art. And what I thought was really cool, Rowdy, remember earlier we were talking about the COT and how all the bodies were the same. The neat thing about this car is all the bodies are different, right? It's not just the just the nose and the tail. The body sides are all different, and they really look like the production car right, the, the production body. It's, they've done an outstanding job, and, you know, I commend NASCAR for doing that. looks great, and they run great. I'd love to drive one of those on a road course one day. Man, the brakes are massive. You know, they got that 18-inch wheel now, so they can pack a bigger brake in there. And uh, you could see guys driving deeper into the corner because they got the brakes to stop. Sorry, Kyle, I cut you off. That's okay. Uh, my, my question in regards to that was, what, what have you seen out of the new car so far this year? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on it? I, I, I wasn't sure at first, 
right, watching them. Uh, you know, the 18-inch aluminum wheel, being an engineer, uh, the the aluminum wheel always bothered me, especially when we know the type of racing we do, right, where you, you rub fenders a lot. But uh, the wheels held up well. I know they had problems um, earlier in the season with loose wheels, and it does take some finessing to get it on there. Um, but, you know, the the car is just just incredible. The um, Like I said, I was concerned about the wheels personally as, as a driver, but, you know, it looks like the wheels have held up, and uh, just got to make sure you get them on right. The the yeah, one that, lug is interesting. I, I I miss I miss watching the guys do pit stops with five lug nuts. That I do miss. Con after the, uh, Daytona race, and I've told this story before. I walked out down pit row after they had rolled all the cars, and there's just nothing but just after effects of the race. And Steve Latart <laughs> was walking behind me, and another gentleman and I looked at him and I said, what looks different here than before? And they kind of puzzled and looked and they go, we don't know. And I said, no lug nuts. And they're like, you're right. I mean, it's completely (laughs) empty. You go from on Sunday on on cup day and and the, and the stats were, they used to sell over 7,000 nuts a weekend in an event. Now it's reduced down to 2000. Right. <laughs> the nut business. Funny, is isn't it? Yeah, What's it like, Kyle? Uh, I, I know Kyle asked you one, but before we leave, what's it like hanging out with Wayne Peterson? Ah, uh, Wayne's a stitch, man. Come on, you know that. He's uh, he's a good guy. He's he, he's a comedian. <laughs> he's funny to listen to. He's got a million stories. Right. I mean, he's done a lot in his life and uh, he, has. he definitely has. He's got stories, man. You can, I keep telling him, Wayne, you should sit down with someone and write a book, right? Because there, you could fill, you could probably do 150 page a book on Wayne, right? Just with all the stories he's got. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah. But kind. We wish you luck. Uh, where can they follow you and keep up with you and your sponsors for the year? Yeah, you can go on uh, my Facebook, Con Nicolopoulos. I have a Twitter account, um, Con Racing, at Con Racing. So you can follow me there. Con, looking forward to seeing you soon at, at a racetrack, my friend. Yeah, same here. Are you going to be at Pocono? you know yet? Yeah, yes, I. that's my plan. Okay, great. Okay. Looking looking. Looking forward to seeing you there. Everyone at Pocono. You know, that's the, that's the best part about it. When you get there, everybody's family again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Poc- Pocono is an absolutely beautiful place to go and hang out for three, four days. It is. Um, I had... I remember one year we were there, and, you know, weather's always iffy, and I'll just give you a quick story. Um, weather's always iffy at Pocono, right? You never know if you're going to race on Friday or you got to come back Saturday. Well, it got rained out. It's like, man, I don't even have a hotel room. And uh, one of the other drivers, Dale Matchett, says, hey, I got a, I got a cabin. 
just north of here. Let's go. So we spent the evening there. It was great. Up in the Pocono Mountains. Beautiful, beautiful countryside. Definitely looking forward to getting back there. That weather issue is always iffy at, at Pocono. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Especially when you're trying you to, to make flight reservations. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if you're trying to make flight reservations, right? Kyle's Kyle's right down the track from there, uh, Con. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's his his home track. Con. That's awesome. I don't... Hey, man, I can't describe how I appreciate you calling in tonight and with us getting back together. Looking forward to seeing you probably not, my friend. It, it, it's always good talking to you guys. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Hey, absolutely. Thanks, Con. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Con. At times like this, yep. I think Bye. how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right. Con Nicolopoulos, Tim Richmond racing this weekend. At... I have not been there yet. Mid-Ohio, Kyle. Yeah, Rowdy, I know uh, we talked about it um, getting to Mid-Ohio a couple of years ago, but I uh, just didn't pan out because of the pandemic. But, uh, yeah, I always enjoy road courses. You know, I've been to Watkins Glen, great, great track. Uh, New Jersey Motorsports Park, been there a few times. So um, I like road course racing. Um, I think it, it's just something different, you know, uh, you know, whether it's the cup cars or the Trans Am cars, whoever it is, um, they put on a good show and, you know, I've always enjoyed going to Watkins Glen. You know, my dad and I, um, you know, we went went there first time in 2006, and that started off 10 straight years for me there, um, you know, with it being the week after Pocono. So um, got back there last year, thankfully. Um, got to make that weekend, ARCA, Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. What an awesome weekend. What an awesome place to see a race. And, uh, Rowdy, I know we're, we're kind of working on that right now, but, uh, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens when we get closer to that. But, uh yeah, Middle Ohio is a nice course. Uh, you know, the NASCAR Xfinity Series has run there before. Last year, they were with the Arkham Menard Series. Um, getting a lot of double dippers again. Um, getting a few double dippers in the Arca race from the Truck Series. So uh, I'll be interested to see how they do. And then, uh, you know, we'll have, you know, you'll have the usual suspects up front. Sammy Smith, Jesse Love. I think we're, we'll, you know, I, I think Parker Chase is going to have a really good run. You know, he is a road course guy. Uh, the 15 car for Venery Motorsports. I think he's going to have a good run. Um, I know John Hunter Nemechek's making his Arkham Menard Series debut. I'm surprised he actually never ran an Arca race. Um, but um, he's going to for Venerini on a Friday. So that's 5 p.m. Eastern on, on Fox Sports 1. Also live on MRN. Um, they're going to they're gonna broadcast the race as well. So I'm um, really looking forward to the Don 150 at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, uh, you know, outside of Columbus, uh, Columbus Ohio. And... Uh, you know, Middle Ohio has been a, uh, a normal stop for the last, I'd say, 10 years or so. But, uh, you know, good good to have Middle Ohio in there. Um, 
now that, you know, with it being close to Indianapolis, being in the Midwest, that's definitely a good market to hit as well. Well, Kyle, uh, seems to be the road course seems to be the fashion now. And I, I hate to hear that Road America lost that to a road course in Chicago. I mean, if that's, that's the case, because I'm, I'm telling you, Road America was, I thought, probably one of the coolest tracks I've seen. Yeah, Rowdy, you've been there, and, uh, yeah, I like Road America, too. That's, that's on my bucket list, uh, trying to get there one day. Um, you know, we always had the NASCAR Xfinity, Xfinity Series there, you know, back in 2010, the inaugural race won by Carl Edwards. Um, you know, we've had that on the schedule now, and now it's becoming a cup, on the cup schedule. Um, I, I don't mind the road courses. Um, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, the Roval is kind of the, the springboard to start all the road course races you know, trying to save the, the fall Charlotte date and uh, try something different. So, uh, yeah, um, I like I like those natural road courses, Road America, Watkins Glen, Sonoma, Road Atlanta, um, the Daytona road course. I mean, you know, you, you know, I can keep going on and on, but um, there's just so many good, good facilities out there, um, you know, with the road courses. And I don't know, it just, they, they just, you know, it takes, it takes a different style of driving, I feel like you know, to be on those road courses, you know, it's different from an oval, but, uh, you know, you have your twists and turns, you know, I mean, we, I mean, you look at Circuit of the Americas, I mean, that's been a great addition for, for NASCAR, and, you know, I was lucky to be there for the first ever, and the only IndyCar race so far at Circuit of the Americas, um, what a facility, um, you know, I mean, if you ever make it there one day, I mean, you'll, you'll be stunned probably, but, um, you know, these road courses are really nice facilities, and, you know, glad, you know I, I, I like that we have a few road course races. You definitely don't want to overdo it either. But, you know, that's kind of what we have right now. At least, you know, I, I give NASCAR credit for trying out these different courses. But, yeah, it's really unfortunate to hear uh, Road America is going to be losing the date. So, Kyle, uh, Zane Smith not entered in the Arkham Menard Series? That kind of shocks me with a lot of double dippers there. I wasn't expecting a lot, but... I was expecting a few. Right now we have John Hunter Nemechek, as mentioned, in the 55 car for Venerini Motorsports. Uh, Bill McAnally Racing is coming out there. They're running three entries with Jack Wood, Blaine Perkins, and Colby Howard. Uh, they'll be running. They'll, they'll all be running the truck race as well. But, yeah, we don't have a lot of double dippers. Uh, I know you and I have been talking about the, the return of Stanton Barrett, uh, the fast track racing. Uh, finished sixth last year in the Arkham Menard Series race in mid-Ohio. Um, ran pretty well. Um, his first ARCA race in 20 years um, gets a you know a top six finish out of it. So um, we're hoping we can get him on. Um, you know I know he'd have a lot of good stories. You know from his Hollywood stuntman days to uh, his NASCAR well at the time the NASCAR Bush Series. Um, you know running running that series back in the day. So hopefully we can get him on. You know keep your you know keep it to the Rowdy Maglite page. You know we're working on some things. You know uh, hoping he has another yeah. good run here on a Friday evening. Um, you know, I, I don't really know who the favorite is, per se. Um, you know, last year, I mean, Ty Gibbs won the race. Austin Hill was second. So, uh, don't don't really know who, who if there's, like, a, a favorite. I know Daniel Dye ran go to Portland in the rain. I know Chris Wright's entered. Dale Corley, um, I know we've had, he's, he's been a guest of the Rowdy Maglite show. Um, he's he's, he's going to be running mid-Ohio. You know, third at Sonoma, ran up front. You know, 61 years young, you know, not too shabby. You know, one, like, we, like we've talked about, one of those old Bush North guys. Um, so I, I don't really know who the favorite is. If there's like a hands-on favorite right now, I know Taylor Gray is going to be tough. 
Um, you know, he won Portland last year. So, um, yeah, I don't really know if there's, there's a favorite right now. I mean, John Hunter Nemechek's probably not a bad pick. But uh, picking this race uh, is, is, is tough, uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, not sure how, how Rev Racing is going to do. I know uh, Nick Sanchez finished fifth last year in Mid-Ohio, Rajah Karuth. Haven't really seen him on the road course as much, per se, but, you know, this could be a really a good test for that team, you know, especially, you know, them being in the, in the championship battle. And, uh, yeah, 25 cars entered for the Don 150 at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Really looking forward to it. Rita Tomlinson is back in the 03 this week for club racing. They're actually running two entries, uh, Rowdy, uh, with Casey Carden in the 3, so they're going to have two entries this week. So uh, Amber Balkan back with Rhett Jones Racing uh, in the 30 car. Uh, Greg Van Waltz making an appearance uh, in the 35 car. I thought that was kind of surprising, but uh, good to see him that he's running the race. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think we'll have a good race out of it uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep my eyes and ears open for it. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll see here. You know, we got to get ready. I think this is the last Arkham Menard Series race before Pocono Rowdy, so definitely got to pay attention to this one. Uh, yes, absolutely, uh, Kyle. Uh, it, it, it's winding down, man. Hopefully I'll be in PA, and uh, we'll get to do some dirt racing in a couple different tracks, and do like we did last year all over again. Yeah, I think this time, I think our schedule's changed several times so far. But, uh, you know, I have a good, good plan in place and, you know, um, really want to, you know, enhance the experience, like I always say, when, when you come to town, um, get you out as many racetracks as, I, as we can while you're here. Um, last year, like, like, you know, you got to go to Mahoney Valley Speedway and Lincoln Speedway. Um, you got to see, you know, finally get to see Dino's Place and, uh, you know, CPA Speed Week, which just happened to coincide with Pocono last year. Unfortunately, that's not the case this year. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, uh, Brent Marks um, uh, won the PA Speed Week title last week. Um, four straight wins at one point, five out of six. I mean, that's pretty good. He's leading the national sprint car rankings. He jumped Brad Sweet for the top spot. Um, I thought that was a pretty big story. And the guy who was trying to beat him all week, Rowdy, Kyle Larson won the All-Stars race last night at Lernerville Speedway in western Pennsylvania over Brent Marks. So um, I, I think Kyle's relieved that he finally got beat Brent Marks in one of these races because I think he's just sick and tired of finishing second to him. Well, wherever Kyle goes, he brings a crowd, and that helps the local tracks. I know it's got to be a relief. You know, I've, I've been to it. Kyle, you've been to him. When he says he's coming, the people come. Rowdy, I've never seen Grandview Speedway that packed two and a half hours before the race in my life. Um, just uh, insane. Um, I mean, you know, people lined up along the fence. I mean, the whole fence going to the pits. I mean, it was just insane. And a busy, busy week. Um, you know, they doesn't matter what night of the week you have racing. I mean, the fans will show up. The Wednesday show at Point Royal wasn't jammed, but it was busy, um, especially when it got closer to race time. We got there in plenty of time. We learned our lesson from the night before. But, uh, you know, we got there about 5 o'clock, you know, with the 7.30 start. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell coming to town. Um, they ran Tuesday night at Grandview and Wednesday night at Port Royal. And then um, 
Yeah, you know, it was kind of a surprise, you know. Uh, last night, I, I didn't expect to see Kyle Larson running in Lernerville, but when there's $25,000 on the line, I guess that's not too shabby. Not shabby at all, Kyle. Not, not at all. I I enjoy videoing him because, listen, if you go, just go to my TikTok page and, and check out the Rowdy Maglite TikTok page, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It it brings viewers to my page, Kyle. I mean, he's a popular driver. I think that's what's been nice this year. Is we've seen guys like Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Christopher Bell uh, go to these races. You know, whether it was the World of Outlaws show at Bridgeport or Lincoln. You know, like you know, they they've really they've really you know Bloomsburg. They've really. Uh, you know, starting to branch out, and I like seeing that. And you're right; I think NASCAR drivers do bring crowds, um, especially to the short track scene. Uh, you know, I, I know we're, you know you and I have been talking. You know, uh, that week of Pocono, we got Wednesday night, we got the World of Outlaws at Port Royal Rowdy, which is not now 10,000 when it is now 20,000 to win that night. So uh, a lot of going on. You know, the two nights at Williams Grove, Friday and Saturday, 10,000 to win Friday night, 20,000 to win Saturday night. But, uh, Rowdy, um, you know, if all goes as planned, you and I are going to be at Seals Grove on July 23rd. So I'm really looking forward to that. There you go. Me too, Kyle. That was, what, 1946, I think. Joey was Sr. helped design that. And thanks to Jeff for coming on early to inform us of that. Rowdy, I think he talked us into going because, you know, when I looked at the <laughs> Seals Grove schedule, um, that race on July 23rd, unfortunately, it, it is coinciding with the World of Outlaws at Williams Grove, but, um, you know, they got 22 cars for the event last year. I think we'll probably see half of the posse show up there and the other half go to Williams Grove. But, you know, I, I think it does help out, like, the smaller teams, you know, who, who probably won't think they can probably make the show at, at Williams Grove, but still have a chance at Seals Grove to race, um, you know, the 410 Sprint Cars, the Summer Championships, the Seals Grove Speedway, Saturday, July 23rd. Also, Armed Forces Appreci- Appreciation Night um, for that as well. Um, I know they have a big show this weekend. Uh, Seals Grove does. The uh, the 22nd Annual National Open for the 360 Sprint Cars. Also, well, that's with the United Racing Club. Also, the, my, one of my favorites, the past 305 Sprints. Um, they run Bloomsburg, Port Royal. Um, they'll be there, and also Roadrunners and the Eastern Motorsport uh, Museum as well. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, another big race, two two big races that week at Seals Grove. Tuesday, July 19th, the 76th anniversary Eve race for the 410 Sprint Cars, along with the Super Late Models, and that show that we plan to be at on Saturday, July 23rd, uh, 410 Sprint Cars, the uh, Super Late Models that Jeff loves to death, and uh, the Roadrunner 20. So, um yeah, it, it's good. To, you know, I, I I see why he's a big super late model guy. Um, you know, I you know you and I, Rowdy, both have seen the World of Outlaws late models this year. You know, we've seen the show that they put on, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely good to see, you know, the, these big event shows come. You know, like a guy like Max Blair who won at Bloomsburg at every lap, um, the race I was at, and then Bobby Pierce won the race you were at at Tri City. So, um, yeah, it's good to see the the, the different drivers. You know. Uh, even on their off weekends, even when they're racing elsewhere, um, you know, they've been winning. Um, that, that's what's so nice about the, the world of Outlaws late models, you know, seeing guys like Josh Richards and, um, you know, uh, I know we didn't see everybody, I didn't get to see everybody at Bloomsburg because, ha- like, a lot of them were out in Iowa with the Lucas Oil 
dirt late model series. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see everybody, but um, yeah, uh, it's good to see the, the the locals come in. You know, to see a guy like like a guy like Max Blair win that race, and uh, he's been doing really good in the world of outlaw late models this year. Um, running the whole schedule, and um, he won a Cherokee Speedway back in March, and then he won the Bloomsburg race in May. So um, been doing really good. So yeah, you know, Rowdy, I know you and I have talked about this, and you know, it's always good to get other races in other than NASCAR. It's good to get the local short tracks in. You know, when you do come here and when you do come to the Pocono, it's good to get you to other places while you're here. Because um, we don't always get that opportunity. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the whole Seals Grove deal. I'm looking forward to it. I, Rowdy, I've been trying so hard to get the Seals Grove this year, but it seems like every time. I try to get the seal in the grill. I'm either working or I get rained out. So hopefully that that'll that'll that won't be the case on the 23rd, and hopefully we'll be able to go to to seal in the grill speedway and, and the history of these PA dirt tracks. And I, I know I've told you so much about this. Um, just amazes me. You know, Port Royal opened in 1938, Williams Grove 1939, Seals Grove 1946. Like there's just so much history in that area of all these race tracks, and you know it's it's, it's very important to. You know, to realize, you know, like we got to have a guy like Jeff Ulrich come on our show, you know, who's been around for a while, you know, to, to, to just rattle off all these names like Jeff Gordon who ran at Seelands Grove at one time. I mean, that's, you know, and he talked to him about it. So, you know, that that's some cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to um, that. And, Rowdy, my next race is going to be uh, the Super Dirt Car Series at Big Diamond Speedway, Tuesday, July 12th, uh, weather permitting. Um, I will be there. Um, you know, just talked to Kenny Bruce the other day and, we have it all set up, so, you know, we fly in the Rowdy Magalite colors of Big Diamond again this year, and, you know, uh, thankfully that, that day opened up in my schedule, and uh, really looking forward to it, you know, it's going to be their first time there since 2009, so uh, looking forward to the, uh, the Super Dirt Car Series race, and another another thing, uh, another quick nugget I, before I throw it back to you, um, Ozzy's barking right now outside, but that's not the point, um, Bloomsburg, uh, and the Super Dirt Car Series um, did did agree to, to uh, not have the event on Wednesday, July 13th. They're uh, adding more clay to Bloomsburg um, to, to help with the tracks. So, uh, yeah, um, hopefully they can they can they can work it out next year. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I know Bloomsburg still has a few races left in the season. But uh, yeah, July 12th, uh, Super Dirt Car Series at Big Diamond Speedway. I'll be there. Seven thousand, seventy-five hundred to win. Um, I expect you see the big heavy hitters that you know the normal guys, Alex Jankowski. Expect him to be there. As a, you know, hopefully Stuart Friesen will show up. You know, we'll, we'll see some heavy hitters and um, really big deal that the Super Dirt Car Series is coming to Pennsylvania. Kyle, looking forward to it. Before we leave, though, I want to play. You know, we got a snippet from Zane Smith, and he's going to be racing in the Truck Series and. I'm telling you, Zane's been on fire, Kyle, in the truck series this year. So uh, before we get off here, I want to play Zane. All right. Joining us today on our Ford Zoom call is Zane Smith, driver of the number 38 Boot Barn F-150 in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series for Front Row Motorsports. Zane goes into this weekend's inaugural race at Mid-Ohio as the points leader. If you've got questions for Zane, and I see him popping up here, uh, raise your hand, and uh, we'll get started right off the bat here, Zane. Appreciate you joining us. Let's start with Rob. Rob, go ahead. Thanks, Dan, and thanks for joining us today, Zane. Yeah, absolutely. No, no worries. 
So I've got a couple of questions to start things off. Now, obviously, the rush to the playoffs is really coming soon. You know, I think it's a couple more races before the playoffs kick into gear. So first of all, how do you feel about the, the shape of your number 38 team? You've got those three wins, but of course, you've also been parlaying consistency. So is it a time for you guys to get a little aggressive out there, trying to go for those maximum playoff points and race wins? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think our main focus right now is is this regular season championship, just with how valuable uh, it is to win it, um, especially in a, a case like ourselves where we've already had a strong start to the year with three wins. And um, if you if I don't get any more wins in between now and well, two races left, and I do win the regular season championship, it's uh, it's equivalent to three more wins, and so. Uh, and those those points carry you a long way. And so uh, we've had uh, a really strong start to the season. And I feel like it says a lot about our team, really, even after our uh, Las Vegas incident with the, with the lug nut. Um, and I feel like if it wasn't for that, I'd have a, a huge buffer in it. And so to bounce back from that, I feel like it says a lot about our team and uh, we're ready to attack these next two races. For sure. And now talking about Mid-Ohio this race, we, uh, for this coming weekend, I don't think you've ever raced that particular circuit, and it looks really like a short track but road course combination altogether. So, I mean, how have you prepared for that particular race? Have you done some eye racing or simulation stuff to be prepared for this weekend? Yeah, I, uh, I feel like I've, I've put in a lot of hours on on the Ford Sim and um, – and I feel like my engineer and I have, have worked closely in, into getting our truck better. And I'm, I don't know, obviously a simulator is one thing and uh, the real deal is a whole other, but you typically get a, a general read for it. And, and as of right now, I'm, I'm really happy with, with how everything has been going. And uh, I'm excited against Mid-Ohio. I've never been there, never seen the place. And I've, I've heard mixed opinions on it, but um I, I have enjoyed it so far, so uh, I feel like it should be fun, and uh, I'm just obviously hoping for a, another good points day and to uh, to leave there hopefully with the trophy and um, an even bigger points points cushion. Well, sounds great, my man. Best of luck this weekend, and I hope to catch up with you soon. Thanks. All right, thanks, Rob. Let's go to Cameron Richardson. Hey, Cameron, go ahead with your question for Zane. Hey, Zane. So, Ben Rhodes, a couple of weeks ago, talked said that the regular season title is the most thing to him right now, even though he won the championship last year. So, just in preparation for potentially making your third straight appearance in the championship four, is that the most important thing to you, or do you think it makes much of a difference at all throughout the, going into the playoffs? Yeah, it makes a huge difference. I mean, I've been in a way, way worse situation than I am now. Um, one second. <laughs> I watched them uh, come up to the door, and I'm not answering it, but the dogs I knew were about to uh, to light them up. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, no, I think it makes a, a huge difference. Um, <clears throat> I feel like, like I said, if you get those extra bonus points, it just goes such a long way, but but I've been in way, way worse situations before uh, having a win in my last possible chance. So um, 
I'm happy where we're at as a team. Um, we have a, a new truck being built uh, for for the playoffs, and um, and obviously some good tracks coming up first as well. But um, I feel like we we've, we've had the speed. the The hard part of the eight week stretch is is over, and so uh, the fine detail kind of gets to be put into our trucks um, as it always is, but even more detail now. And I feel like that's what just really separates people, and so I'm um, I'm super excited to get these playoffs rolling, and yeah, hopefully we end up in Phoenix again, and then how the championships are won now is just whoever's the best in Phoenix, and so um, obviously want to get ourselves locked in as soon as possible, and uh, and and put our, our biggest preparation into Phoenix if that day comes. Yeah, is there a track coming up that could help best? prepare for Phoenix or is that something you're not really thinking about right now? I just want to take it race by race. Yeah. I mean, I want to take it race by race, but uh, it's hard for me not to look forward to Kansas uh, in the playoffs, just with how our first Kansas went. Um, I feel like the fours in general have been really strong. Um, and, and I feel like we, we've done a pretty good job of executing races and staying consistent. And that's what it takes to get to Phoenix. Thank you, Zane. Thanks. When Cameron asked that, I, I kind of looked at your road course, you know, first at Coda, second at Sonoma. I'm figuring this weekend is kind of probably something you're looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like road courses, I said in Coda, uh, I think it was to uh, Jamie Little or um, I forget, but um, road courses, in, in my opinion, is, is almost a, I don't want to say off weekend, but a fun weekend, because if you're off a little bit, I feel like the driver could make the difference in a way. And so um, I, I, I like that part of it. And I, I grew up road course racing and um, I don't know, I've never seen mid Ohio, but what I know of it so far from the simulator and, and watching it, it seems like a lot of fun. So I'm super excited about it. All right, let's go to Mitchell Brewer. Go ahead, Mitchell. Zane, we talk about playoffs right now, but it's still a long ways away from the end of the playoffs in November. How difficult is that for you to mentally prepare for such a long playoffs in the Camping World Truck Series? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like the most difficult part is if you have a bad weekend, we have a huge break. I I want to say it's in August and that part is the the hardest part I feel like uh like the Xfinity and Cup the the playoffs obviously the cup level is the cup level but uh for Xfinity wise to to compare apples to apples you could have a bad race to to start I don't want to say the playoffs but the beginning of your year and, and be all right because I think Xfinity still has close to eight or nine races um and and for us if you have one bad race it it hurts and um and so i feel like it's it's really tough to make playoffs in general for the truck series and then like i said about the breaks once the playoffs get going uh is really difficult but um i don't know the the past two years have, have worked out for me and and i enjoy when the playoffs come around just because of the the win you're in uh mindset and um 
and I don't know, executing uh, on people's bad days is, is a big key to it. And um, I don't know, just it, it, it takes everything to get to Phoenix. It's, it's almost a championship in itself getting there and then um, running the best out of everyone else is a, is a whole other thing. And so hopefully uh, that's the case this year. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Emmanuel Viana. Argentina, right? Are we in Argentina today? Yes, uh, hello, Zane and, and uh, journalists. Uh, I have consult from Zane, uh, the NASCAR Company World Track Series leader of the regular, regular season, Zane. Uh, my first consult is uh, uh, what your expectations from Mid Ohio is a new circuit from uh, NASCAR Tracks. What are your expectations for Mid-Ohio this weekend? Yeah. Um, well, I, we touched on it a little bit uh, earlier. I'll go uh, talk some more about it because I'm all about it. But uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, road course racing. Uh, I, our track record so far this year on the road courses has been really good with a, a first at Coda and then a second at Sonoma. Um, and so – uh, a, a first and a second is, is a good start. Um, and, and I feel like it's to know my, I had a shot at the end. I just wasn't quite close enough to Kyle. And um, I feel like mid-Ohio, from what I hear talking to uh, Michael Weathers, Michael McDowell, or Joey Hand, it, it seems like it's uh, my style of a rhythm-type road course, and, and I like that. And so – I actually feel like a place like Coda, where it's really heavy braking areas, uh, isn't quite my strong suit, uh, but rhythm places and, and keeping your momentum up, uh, I would say, is my, my strong suit, uh, road course-wise. And so, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to get down there. Yes, uh, second council is, uh, what are motives uh, on our things? Uh, 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 what your mo- uh, thinks is uh, your great sports moment? Uh, I didn't get that. So best you moment, it? sports moment, best moment. Best moment in what this year? Uh, why? Uh, what? Uh, what the thing, things? Uh, uh, is your great sports? moment actuality greatest sports moment on greatest sports moment um i don't know it was pretty dang cool watching jimmy johnson win his seventh championship i feel like i racing is all i've ever known and so uh sports besides i'm a huge tom brady fan i i really enjoy to see um his success at, at such a high level and um and all the people that uh, talk crap about him and, and how he shuts them up. And so uh, that's just really cool to see for me, whether it was he played football, golf, or baseball, it don't matter for me. But um, other than that, Jimmy Johnson winning a seventh championship was, was pretty dang cool. Uh, so, yeah, really anything racing involved is, is always cool to watch, especially when, when the odds really are in their favor. The, the last question is, uh, what did you feel from debuted in NASCAR Cup Series with 17 rounds in Gateway? 
Yeah, when I ran the the 17 Cup car, it was uh, an experience I'll never forget. It was about as last minute as it could possibly get, but I had a ton of fun um, getting to, I don't know, I guess, see that and, and be a part of it. And uh, and that was what was so cool. Ever since you're a little kid in, in any professional sport, uh, you always want to get to the top level. And um, and it's crazy once you uh, get to do that, especially for your first time. Um, and so that, that was that was pretty crazy. Um, just the atmosphere difference was, was so much different than what I've ever exper- experienced. And obviously the competition level, I felt like taught me so much. And, um, and it was cool to, to race with those guys that, that I've grown up watching uh, a lot of them. And so uh, hopefully more in the near future. Thank, uh, thank, thanks for your time and uh, have a good luck in Mid-Ohio. Thank you. All right, we got a couple more here, Zane, and we'll let you go. Let's go to Brendan Carroll. Hey, Brendan. Hey, Zane. So uh, you're in the midst of your best statistical season uh, in the truck series. You have three wins, eight top five. Uh, you've got 12 top tens at the moment, and you actually have a better average finish than uh, previous years. Is there anything different that you are doing this year compared to previous years? Um, I wouldn't say so. Anything I'm really doing different. I, I just feel like everything is, is clicking well. And um, the communication between myself, crew chief, engineer, whole team uh, is, is just really, really good right now. And um, I feel like just race car drivers in general, um, once you – have a few years under your belt um it it just really shows once you've been to the places and um and you've gone to experience so many different things and, and i feel like that is just the case for for me and a, a lot of the times is my two years I, I feel like i've experienced so much um so i couldn't imagine 10 plus years racing and so um yeah i mean I, i'm having a ton of fun this year it's it's been cool to to collect some trophies and um, and be in contention to, to win races pretty much week in and week out. And um, we'll, we'll try to keep it up in these playoffs and, and see if we could end up in Phoenix. And is there any advice you'd like to give to kids out there who may be looking up to you? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously been super cool to, to see, especially last year and this year, all the, the support I've gotten from a fan side, I feel like that's super cool to see. Uh, I try to be as relatable as possible. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know on, on advice. I'm still figuring myself out. Um, but racing advice, I would, if you're trying to make it professionally, I would try to race anything and everything you get your hands on and, um, and obviously take advantage of every opportunity you're given and, and just uh, and roll the punches and see what it gives you and have fun with it. Thank you, Zane. Good luck this weekend. Don't go off course like I do on our racing. <laughs> All right. Hey, Vince Welch, welcome to the call. Go ahead, ask your question. Thanks, guys. Hey, Zane. Hey, man. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about uh, Joey Hand, um, what he's helping you with, 
uh, backstory of your relationship, et cetera, if there is one? Yeah, so uh, Joey helped some uh, at CODA, and uh, I'm not sure if he helped at, at Sonoma, but um, I don't know. I, I've been really impressed with, with Joey and um, super thankful for, for his help that he and, and Ford have provided us. I, I feel like um, I obviously haven't been able to apply it yet at Mid-Ohio, but his CODA help was a uh, tremendous help, and I feel like just little things he showed me at Middle Ohio has uh, has helped me a ton. and And I feel like it's it's really easy for um, people that come in. Uh, I don't want to sound bad here, but people that think they're helping, but they don't really understand the the stock cars that we race and um, the things that they say just uh, don't make sense or um, isn't necessarily true, but that is not the case with Joey with, with him. He is, um, he is spot on. And, and I feel like the communication, at least between him and I has, has been great. As soon as he talks about something, I don't know if it's because we come from a carding background or he just has so much road course experience. He, he just knows, but um, as soon as he talks about something or touches on something, I, I pick it up right away with him. And, and that's been, when been really cool. And so, um super cool guy obviously a, a freaking wheel man <laughs> and um hopefully i could uh use him some more whenever i get a chance have you guys watched film together at all or when you talk about the things that he does to help you what do you mean there is that just conversation is yeah so uh what uh he did for coda in in mid ohio was uh, Ford will will send him down uh, to North Carolina for uh, a day. I, I at least think a day, and um, and he'll work with me for a couple hours, and uh, I'll pretty much run for twenty minutes, and um, and he'll have a track map and and mark down all these notes of, of his thoughts and opinions, and um, I feel like that's what makes him good is because he makes it clear these are his thoughts and his opinion, you don't got to do it. Um, and, and you can take what you want from it. And, and I, I feel like that's how, uh, you should go about things. And, um, with Joey, I've taken about 99% of them <laughs> just because I feel like they've, they've all really applied well, uh, with what I'm trying to do. And, um, his help at the simulator is, has been tremendous. And, um, Hopefully we could uh, we could apply it on Saturday. You talked about the the points, the regular season points, the 15 bonus points that come with it. Will that make you a little less, um, or maybe a little more hesitant to stick your nose in into a tight situation at, at some point with that thought in back of mind? For sure. I mean, especially when you take those away from guys, uh, they they're going to be racing in the playoffs a lot more conservative. So you've got to take advantage of those situations. And so um, that's where my head's at. And I'm sure that's where the other guys' heads are at that are, um, that also have pretty good playoff points. And so uh, we need to get there first, but a great first step would be winning on Saturday. Uh, and this is the last one. And I know you and Chris, uh, the bar is uh, level of expectation is high uh, for you guys is there a particular area that 
you feel like you need to improve on as a team or is it just refining where you are? Um, I feel like our uh, pit road needs to be better. Um, I mean, it, it so the does. Modified, so the modified pit stops this weekend might play into your hand? Is, is that I would, Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like it's just, it's not that it's been completely horrible. It's just, uh, it, it needs to be more consistent, especially when these playoffs come around. Um, just because their mistakes do not get you to Phoenix. And, um, and I've gotten to experience that. And, um, fortunately we've, we've been able to execute as late as you could possibly get it done, but I do not want to be a part of that again. Um, I, I would like to uh, be able to breathe going into, I think it's Homestead this year. So um, that's our goal. And, and like I said, to be in the playoffs, you need to be perfect. I, I don't want to seem like we're bashing anyone, but um, no, I, I feel like our pit road needs to be more consistent. Right on. Thanks, Zane. Thank you, Dan. Sure thing. Thanks. And Vince mentioned the modified pit stop and, and Bob Pockers uh, had a conflict and couldn't be on the call, but that was, question Bob wanted me to ask you is about the modified pit stops where you can only, you know, take fuel stage breaks. How much easier is it to know that you don't have to make a decision on whether to come in before the stage break? Yeah. I mean, I like that. Um, I feel like it's, it'll make for an exciting Pocono because we're all going to be racing for these stage wins and because all the stages are pretty cut and dry. So, um, there's there's good and bad to it um there's good that way but if you have a mistake early in the race typically if that happens on a road course you could short pit and and still have a good day uh if you if you do something uh make a mistake and so there is none of that anymore and i've heard mid-ohio is is pretty tough to pass and so um minimizing your mistakes are going to be crucial and um and yeah, just, I don't know, being around the end and, and not getting into anyone else's mess is the key. Well, Kyle, he knows how to get around the track and cope. I watched him witness him at Worldwide Technology. He's been having a good year. Um, it seems like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Dakota or Daytona. You know, that, that team's been good. Um, you know, even when Todd Gillen was in the truck, that team was very good. So uh, no surprise there. Um, Zane Smith is, a, is definitely a championship contender, or he can be. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year goes and uh, just to see if they can rack up some wins. I know they, you know, first at Coda and second at Sonoma is not too shabby for Zane Smith. So, uh, you know, could be one of the favorites going into mid-Ohio this weekend. Kyle, what you got for us to close us out tonight? Well, Rowdy, um, you know, I know you and I were talking earlier. Um, it's supposed to rain in mid-Ohio on Friday, so uh, we may be seeing an all-rain race for the Arkham Menard Series. So that'll be really interesting if it does end up like that. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the truck race in mid-Ohio. I, I think that's going to be a good show, um, having the Arkham Menard Series and the Camp World Truck Series there. Atlanta this weekend, the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the Cup Series there um, for their second time now on the, on the new Atlanta repave. So... Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, I have that race on Tuesday. Try to get get back. You know, we'll have we'll have another show before then. But 
Um, really looking forward to that, and then uh, getting ready for Pocono after that. So uh, yeah, I got some bu- couple busy weeks coming up, and gonna get it all all ready and set up and ready to go. Kyle, looking forward to it, man. I want to thank everybody for being part of the show. Kyle Nicolopoulos and you, Kyle. Uh, hopefully, we'll get DL on another time. You know, John said he was at uh, Fan Fest at at uh, Mid Ohio, so guess it played over in 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 our time. And Kyle, looking forward to getting up to Pocono, man, being part of the PA Posse Week. Appreciate the hospitality. Everybody, hey, it's it's uh same thing next Thursday night, but we're gonna start on Monday night at six, Kyle. Sounds good, Rowdy. Thanks again. All right, everyone. Hey, thanks for stopping by and spending time with us. Look for that light, Kyle. All right, everyone. Till next Monday night.